You are listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast presents Welcome to the OC, bitch! With Ryan and Paige. Ugh, what fresh hell hath our demon god science wrought? You ordered wireless mics off Amazon and you felt that it was okay to give me one? (laughs) I'm drunk with power, look at what you've done. Oh, this is great. You give an actor a mic and this is just what happens. (laughs) Please, I'm not an actor. None of us are actors anymore. Oh. Was I ever even an actor? I, I I I played pretend for free. Sometimes we were paid in applause. Just like Tinkerbell. Stop it. <laughs> Hi. Hello, everybody. Um, so yeah, the the podcast mic for Sex in the City broke down. Um, so I decided to just get a couple of wireless mics and. Honestly, I think the sound quality is better. I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Neil, let us know uh, how yeah. it's sounding. Our one listener. Our one listener, yes. Neil. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we just watched another two episodes of The O.C. We sure did. Uh, we are Paige and Ryan. Yeah. We are roommates, sometimes friends, and habitual <laughs> SNL watchers. I mean, that that is kind of the thing. Like a Except now I don't have to watch it hungover because I can't really drink alcohol anymore. So oh. thanks, blood thinners. That's what happens when you get old, kids. Don't yeah. get old. That's that's my advice to you. That is. I'll the- never have children of my own. So if I can pass one thing on into the ether for anyone listening, don't get old. It fucking sucks. It is very much the Negative worst. Negative two out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> uh, so we are watching uh, episode five, The Outsider. Mm. Ryan protects Seth twice. Penniless Jimmy has a hard choice. Penniless Jimmy. Sounds uh, like a terrible character NPC name. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm Penniless Jimmy. Let me help you out here. Penniless Jimmy to me sounds like someone that like a little orphan Annie is. Yeah, no, he's a with. member of like Fagan's gang. Yeah, exactly. With the artful dodger and penniless Jimmy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we watched episode six, The Girlfriend. Mm. After a hot girl seduces Ryan, Marissa has sex with Luke. Mm. Spoilers. Man, they just put it right on fucking Front Street, didn't they? They certainly did. Way to bury the lead. No mystery whatsoever. But then again, the this show is not about subtlety at all. No, this isn't the, the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. That wasn't about subtlety either. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Jesus. <laughs> So we start off with with seafood. Uh, Ryan and Seth are at the Lobster Shack. I don't know if that's the real name of the restaurant. That's just what I'm calling it. I mean, it seems like a decent name for it. Yeah. So they're they're Joe's Crab Shack was taken. So yeah. Damn it, Joe. <laughs> so um, yeah. So they're they're just chowing down on some lobsters, which Ryan has never had. Apparently, that that was a big deal. It's just like oh. Let me tell you, this is an experience. Like it's yeah. not just uh, I, the eating; it's the choosing of your lobster. It's picking your prey. That's part of it all. Uh, I remember going to like the Save Mart in my hometown in California when the fish area and like the deli area still had a lobster tank, and I would just go and like press my face against the glass and stare at these things, just because it's like. We couldn't, you know, going to the aquarium was like a treat as rare as, you know, McDonald's after church. So, you know, if I could just stare at like some aquatic creatures 
<laughs> in my hometown because, you know, Central California has gotten no aquariums. Yeah, Landlocked Nevada does not either. No. Um, so a trip to Red Lobster was a treat and not just for the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Oh, uh, you know, I've still never been to Red Lobster and I'm kind of okay with that. Ha- does this mean that you've never had the Cheddar Bay Biscuits? No, I've had the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. They sell them. But then again, like they sell White Castle burgers in the freezer section too. And I'm sure those aren't as good as like the real White Castle. Fair enough. If Harold uh, and Kumar are to be believed. Red Lobster, I feel like, is a unique experience that should be done once, only once, though. Is it? It seems like the sizzler of seafood. Correct. Gross. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'd rather go to Quiznos. At least they had good advertising. And a pepper bar. We got a pepper bar! (laughs) Another thing, kids, that you don't remember, those little Quiznos rat things with the bugged out Buscemi eyes. That was like a like a youtube joke and they hired them to do their advertising why not i mean if it's getting views it's great um so they take down a couple of lobsters yeah yeah patting their bellies very showing that like oh man we had a meal they were yes they were they were showing not telling with their acting good for them i do like (laughs) that ryan said you know this was it was work but it was really good and i'm like (laughs) That is so true. Like <laughs> most seafood is almost too much work for what you get out of it. Almost. I mean, yeah. If you go to like the buffet and all they have are like the little skinny crab legs. Like what you want are like those Japanese fucking spider crab yes. legs. Those 12 foot long living in the Arctic Ocean type things, man. Mm-hmm. But even king crab legs don't even do it for you anymore, do they? I mean, now that. We don't because when it comes to crabs legs, like you want both girth and length, right? It's not just about like it needs to be satisfying. Are we still talking about seafood? Absolutely. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Seth goes to pay uh, and Ryan says, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I feel bad. Like your parents just got me this nice shirt from Abercrombie and, you know, like you guys are paying a lot and I feel bad about it. And Seth says... They work for us. Yeah, parents, they work for us. But also, to to be fair, Ryan has a point. Uh, I mean, I remember when my mom remarried and, and I had a stepdad for a bit. We, we won't dignify him by mentioning his name. But I remember moving to Reno two days before starting my freshman year of high school. And he took me into an old Navy to buy clothes. And I broke out into like a cold, anxious sweat. Because I was just like, Old Navy, this is like just one step below Miller's Outpost. This is where like cool kids shop. I can't shop here. And and also like $20 for a pair of jeans. What, there's plenty of good ones for like, you know, half that at Walmart and, and, and half of that at Goodwill. So like, I, I, I understand where Ryan's coming from as, as someone who, you know, may not have had the best of things and feels guilty getting even something that might be considered mediocre by people that do have the best of things like that's an experience you know i totally understand that i think i definitely got the best of both worlds when it came to that sort of thing because i we did we didn't have to worry about money but because we were jewish we worried about money and it's a very stupid thing um but I I never no, no comment from the the dumb Lutheran over here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the second chair for? Oh, the um, dumb Lutheran that thought 
you needed two chairs at Passover because they had one for Elijah and one for Jesus because, of course, <laughs> my indoctrinated ass thought Jesus had to be present in, in all Judeo-Christian religions. Listen, he's a nice Jewish boy. If he he's showed up, nice boy. We, would, we would make room for him, but we don't plan on him attending. <laughs> no. no, you're still waiting for your mystery savior. Yes. For all you know, it could be Neo. <laughs> Who knows, man? God, what if Keanu Reeves was your savior? How stoked would you be? I'd be so stoked. Like, that's the most 2003 thing I can think of, <laughs> is that Keanu Reeves is your savior. I would be like, I'll take it. And if he's not available, Paul Rudd will absolutely do. <clears throat> I mean, they can both grow patchy ass beards and still look good in them. So whatever. Yeah. And if that ain't the most Jewish thing ever. <laughs> what was it Paul Rudd said? He said uh, he perfected. He, he, yeah. I don't practice Judaism. I've perfected it. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> uh, so Ryan still feels bad about taking money from the Coens. Mm-hmm. Um, and right at that moment, they hear that just inside the restaurant, because they're out on the little patio, that someone is getting fired. Yeah, and- you can't fire me. I quit. That day player, he made the most. Ma, did you see me? Mm-hmm. Even though it we was didn't. a total voiceover role, you saw the guy throw down his rag and storm out, even though you didn't really see his face. Like He made sure he got noticed. Like That's that's earning your uh, your background pay right there, that's I think. Right. I wouldn't know. Again, I'm not a working actor. <laughs> Nobody is right now. I assume that's how it works. I don't know. Barry <laughs> might have something to say about it. Oh, we're so we just finished uh Barry season two anxiously. Yeah, see, I force her to watch shows and and but we don't have to do a podcast about it, so yet <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we go back to the Cohen house mm-hmm. where Sandy is hiding in the dining room mm-hmm. from the real housewives of the OC. Oh, these. Bitches. Who are absolutely trashing Jimmy, ruining their lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because now that the secret's out after the debutante ball, that like all their money is probably not coming back. Yep. Most likely never to be seen again. Oh, no. <laughs> we lost a couple million dollars. I guess our, you know, 37 other million won't be enough. However, will we survive? Can't afford to to keep our cleaning staff of underpaid Guatemalan immigrants. Ooh, yeah, we'll get that in a second. So Sandy, I love it. Sandy doesn't want to go to get his uh, briefcase, which is in the room with them. <laughs> He's so scared of them that he doesn't want to go. With good reason. I love that. They are vicious. <laughs> and neither of the boys offers to go get it. Oh, God, no. No, they know better. I please Seth could just walk in and say, ladies, how's it going? Grab it and walk out. Nobody would care. Seth has so much game with like all the older women. At least they they think he's just a charming little boy. Yeah. (laughs) Like use what you got, sir. (laughs) So yeah, the, the women are not happy, but it seems like for the most part, uh, they're just a little perturbed because they got screwed out of a couple of million dollars mm-hmm. and they clearly have more somewhere else like they well, didn't yeah. put all their eggs Jimmy, into Jimmy's Jimmy lost basket a total of four million it's been said like four million somewhere around there yes okay. yeah yeah so you know some of these people didn't even lose a full million they probably mm-hmm. lost maybe half a mil a quarter mil yep. you know that yep. old chestnut yep exactly so uh Sandy runs into Jimmy walking his dead dog uh, not not dead in the show, but Ryan does like to 
remind me when we watch any show ever um if it's an older show he goes oh look at that dog it's dead now <laughs> yes i am your own personal uh avatar of does the dog die.com and the answer if if it's a movie more than 10 years old yeah that dog's dead irl yeah yeah, I, so. yeah I, I gotta keep it grounded. I can't let you live in this fantasy world, Paige. So that's what I'm here for, just to keep it real. I, I super appreciate that. Oh, happy to be of service. <laughs> so Sandy offers uh, to help Jimmy out with his problem. I don't know how. He's a lawyer, so I guess he's trying to finagle well, he how says he, he know, can he fix it. Well, he knows a securities attorney, someone that actually deals with you know, securities and exchanges and the SEC and stock brokering and things like that. Stock brokering. Is that a word? Who fuck cares? Fuck these rich fucks. Um, GameStop. But, <laughs> yeah. Game stonks to the fucking moon, bro. Um, but no. And also he has that line. He says, I'm a public defender. I, I, I have to deal with I, I defend people I don't like all the time because Jimmy's like, why are you helping me? You don't even like me. <laughs> that was such a fantastic white people burn. Oof. <laughs> I loved it. Um, back at the Lobster Shack, uh, Ryan is trying to ask out Marissa and gets undercut by Summer inviting Luke to the restaurant. Summer is the worst best friend ever. Correct. She is just fucking terrible. And... <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll have more to say. She, uh, oh yeah, we will, we'll, we'll, like, get man, Rachel later. Bilson was a great pull to play her because I just believe that she's like that. Yeah, I hope that she isn't, but yes, she plays it really well. I want to believe that she's a nice person, you know, in the world, but yeah. like, I just think it was just a, a, a thing of like perfect typecasting. It's like, oh, it's 6'2, you'll, you look good on the poster, you know, <laughs> ooh, like a Leah Michelle type of situation. Ooh. God. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so it's Ryan goes and gets that job because apparently yeah. it's super easy to just walk in and be just like, hi, I'm attractive. Like, hi, I have no experience in the work world at all. All I've done is steal cars and, you know, right. I'm start fights or finish a few. But uh hey, <laughs> anyone can clear tables, right? Literally anybody. But but he does make a new friend there. Yeah. Our boy Donnie. Donnie Paul Wesley, uh, from Vampire Diaries fame. He was also in Everwood, but the only reason that I know who he is is because he was in Smallville. Never watched a single one of those shows, and I'm so glad that you looked at IMDb because I didn't care enough about this character to do so. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I'm just here to tell you that the dog's dead, and and that's about it. <laughs> Role reversal is nice sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, yeah, Donnie turns out he is uh, also kind of from the wrong side of the tracks, like our boy Ryan Atwood. He's he's from Corona. Oh, no, not oh. Corona. But I love how, how he's like, where are you from? And Ryan's just like, Chino. He's like, Chino, man, that's no joke. Like, these fucking white people <laughs> talking about, like, outer inland empire cities as if they're South Central. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, they're... <laughs> it's absolutely hysterical whenever anybody name drops any California town and pretends <laughs> like it's a bad part of any area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, have you been to anywhere else? <laughs> oh, no, it's such a bad area. Their beach is dirty. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I love the idea of just like, you know, the scum of the outer areas coming in to work on the beach and then going back to their little, you know, their shit towns, as they call them. Yes. Oh. Where they have their their wild, you know, Fast and Furious style block parties with, you know, m 
potential strippers. Yes. We'll get to that. <laughs> so uh, Donnie and Ryan decide to go out after work and they run into Seth. Much and his... to Seth's like dismay. Oh. oh, yeah. Seth went, left the left the house to mm-hmm. go and meet up with Ryan to say, On his hey, skateboard. let's go do something, buddy old pal. Uh, yeah. He put on his pithy graphic tee and oh, he yeah. went for it. Man. You loved that t-shirt. <laughs> it just had like the three most common guitar chords and says, there, start a band. <laughs> yep. Now let's start a band. Ugh. Um, But he feels incredibly left out, but he says, no, no, you need to make no, friends. it's fine. Yeah, you, you can have your own ahead. life. I, don't, I haven't been wanting and needing a brother forever <laughs> you go and hang out with him it's fine i'll be right here man he, he really did learn all the guilt from his dad didn't he hondo p like again they just know how to play off people so well him and sandy both they yes. do it expertly i love it <laughs> uh, so the next day seth uh goes to the lobster shack to invite ryan to an IMAX experience. Which is great to me. He's like, can I interest you in the IMAX experience? It's, uh, it's a great movie, Hammerheads, you know, talking about sharks. And here's the thing, though, is in 2003, IMAX movies were just Discovery Channel documentaries, basically. Yes. So when he says we're going to see a shark movie, he's literally talking about going to see, like, you know, Monsters of the Deep or something like that, where it's just like, like a little 35-minute, you know docu-feature yes <laughs> but like writ large which honestly i mean my brother when he was in uh the fraternity that he was in in college like i will say bros love nature shit apparently they would have like literal nights where it's like oh no i i, I can't go out tonight fucking planet earth is on dude and they would seriously <laughs> like make it like hey dude grab the food grab the drinks we got the fucking flat screen it's planet shut the fuck up planet earth's on like it was a thing and i wasn't allowed i was like hey can i come as your brother he's like no dude it's just the brothers like the real brothers like the frat brothers i was like okay <laughs> do you think that they just sort of like watch those shows and they're like oh my god do you see that fish i held a fish like that in a photo once <laughs> you should put that on my mumble <laughs> no they didn't have that in 2006 thank god it was Ugh. a better time a purer time. When you could just go to a bar and meet somebody instead of having to do it on the internet. God, remember bars? Remember going places? Remember places? I mean, I was over bars at that point unless there was karaoke involved. In what, 2006? Yeah. Like, seriously, the only bars I went to was like the Keystone Q and Cushion. Not even for dime drafts, just to do the karaoke. I let my friends do the dime drafts. I would still drink whiskey because I thought that that was better. But also, it kind of is because beer is fucking terrible. Beer is terrible. Which is another point in this show. People lamenting the fact that they can't drink beer anymore because it all has to be wine and blah, blah, blah. Because they're classy. We'll get to that. (laughs) So... He invites Ryan to this IMAX experience. Uh, Ryan's like, no, I've got a... um, a date with Marissa. We're watching her little sister. Her little sister, which, by the way, you've seen once this entire just once. She's been talked episodes. about more than she's been seen. We yes. know that she is a budding equestrian, or at least is trying to be. It could just be her flavor of the week thing. Right. And she has a fucking horse named China, or had. Ah. Uh, spoilers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, he he's turned down for the IMAX experience. He invites Donnie instead. 
uh donnie's like, like you know what would respect be respect the move like it's just like hey man uh we can just grab yeah. more tickets if you want to come with like it's not that like i'll take you instead it's like oh you guys wanted to do a thing well why don't you come with me and you could do your thing with me yeah i feel like at one point uh seth is like we'll just buy eight more tickets <laughs> yeah he keeps bumping up the numbers <laughs> like oh marissa her sister donnie yeah. all his boys from fucking corona okay yeah all right i got yeah i can put 16 i can call them up right now i'll call fandango <laughs> Fandango. oh with their paper bags oh my gosh yes i so uh, donnie's like you know what would be better is y'all should come down to long beach and come to a party which like they talk about long beach like it's the Val party from Clueless. And it looks like the Val party from Clueless. Oof. And I love how they talk about it like it's so super trashy, but it's like you're still five seconds from the beach, you right. guys. Like You're just six blocks away, but it's a whole different world, Paige. A whole different world indeed. Like like each each successive block is like another step towards a third world country to them. <laughs> Right. There's so little change that they have to like make their own. Oh no, we've ended up in <laughs> Eastern Europe. Oh no. At least the dollar goes farther in Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Vice number one new show. Oh no, my friends, where is the beef? <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, we just did our own little inside joke about Euro Trip, another early 2000s gem. Check that out if you have uh, not. It's the best. <laughs> so absolutely seth wants to go to the to to the long beach party with and donnie ryan and ryan goes like, you don't know this world you don't want no part of this like please don't he's like no man we can take my mom's range rover and i called it as soon as he said it. i was like that car is getting stripped for fucking parts yeah yeah. As soon as they get to the party. Ryan warns him too, and he's like, so we'll park it like a block away. No yeah, big we'll deal. we'll park it up the street. That's even worse. That's it's even not within worse. eyesight. Yeah, exactly. Again, oh, poor little And, and again, this is not me saying that that's what happens. This is me saying that's what happens in the world of this show. Correct. Because they've already set up these places to be like the worst places yes. for, you know, rich, privileged white kids to be. Yep, exactly. So Ryan, of course, has to go with them, and he's gonna like stay for forty five minutes, and then they're gonna get out of yeah, there. Yeah, because he's he's got that date with Marissa, babysitting yep. her little sister, and that mac and cheese. Yep. She exactly. says, "I'm making mac and cheese," and then you see her bring it later as leftovers. Yeah. And it just looks like craft. Like you made that out of a box. Yes. Yeah. She didn't. She's not a cook. Please. Alcoholics she can't even make cooks. cereal. She can't even. That's Kirsten. <laughs> So uh, back at back at the house, uh, Sandy and Jimmy are trying to figure this thing out, and they're just beating their heads up against the mm -hmm. wall. And they're like, "You know what? We need we need a break. What did we do before we yeah, were married? Because the girls are gone. This is the thing we started. The girls yes. are at their retreat. Yes, which is another thing is Julie feels guilty in the same way that Ryan feels guilty for accepting Seth paying for his lunch, or or Kirsten and Sandy buying him clothes. Julie feels guilty about going on this trip now. Jimmy's wife. Because yeah. now their secret's been outed. It's like, well, this might as well just be the last time I'm going. They all know that I'm just low class and don't have any money of my own now. Which which is true. That was true before Jimmy's secret was revealed because all of her money was Jimmy's money. 
True. Which is some shit that gets brought up. Yeah, they're they're all pretty mean to each other on this retreat. Oh my god, I thought we were done watching Sex in the City, but these bitches, right? Oh, <laughs> again, no women aren't bitches, but these bitches, bitches are bitches. bitches. Yes. So. So Sandy and Jimmy decide that what they did before they got married, what they enjoyed doing was drinking beer and cooking barbecue. That's right. We're making some steaks. We're, we're getting caveman up in this bitch. And when that gets old, let's play some video games. <laughs> yes. And reminisce about the times that they both felt their best, which turns out those particular ages that they haven't moved beyond are both the times that they first met Kirsten. Awkward fucking moment, bro. What, like, what is it with this chick? She got beer-flavored nipples or something? What's going on with Again, her? Again, beer is disgusting. I don't <laughs> understand. These people are drinking Coronas. <laughs> Shout out to Corona. <laughs> Coronavirus. Uh, but, but no, are, are drinking like beer as if it's like some lost ambrosial fluid that they've not had in ages because, you know, the upper class snobbery has forced them with Merlots and Rieslings and, you know dreadful pinos or whatever the fuck and and now it's just like oh man it's so good just to have like a beer like the common man like back when i was younger and didn't know that money was a thing this is the these are the same type of people that bought ramen and ate it for the novelty of it and not because they actually couldn't afford anything else isn't it cute i'm eating ramen you guys <laughs> i need ramen it's adorable isn't it but like cute? seriously i don't understand anyone's obsession with beer i've tried beer it, it's just terrible it's and, and and it's always the same thing it's like well have you tried the right beer like yes. have you found a beer that works for you and i'm like no all beer tastes like piss water and they're like well maybe you need craft beer and i'm just like oh you mean artisanal piss water <laughs> yeah i i think that the only beer that i have ever tasted that i have somewhat enjoyed was actual guinness that was imported from ireland so it was like all the guinness real... is imported from ireland I no think. but you know what i mean like there's like a specific guinness that is like manufactured and it is like the most pure guinness or whatever and it's only sold a few places in america and i've had that guinness and that guinness is okay because it sort of tastes like chocolate a little bit but that guinness and dirt that guinness even though it is enjoyable i would still pick almost literally any other beverage over it fair because that guinness is so thick there's like twigs yes. and fucking <laughs> fish floating in it straight from the bog guinness Ugh. <laughs> oh, uh back at the val party uh they fuck up the range rover mm -hmm. yep. uh, so of course ryan doesn't make it to marissa's at all nope nor do they make it to the imax nope but they use it as an excuse because yes. when they have the Range Rover, which has just been wrecked, spray painted, beat the fucking glass broken, all just totally ruined. Like, I'm surprised it still had wheels. Like, I, I expected that thing to be like brake drums on blocks. I'm shocked that they drove it home in that condition. I think they got it towed. They didn't drive any. Like, we didn't see them drive anywhere. That's true. Because we hard cut to the next morning and Sandy's like, this happened in the IMAX parking lot. Right. And they're like, man, those shark sure, Yeah, people. shark movies get people riled up, dad. What can I tell you? And he believes them. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, uh, Seth Cohen, master improver. Bless his heart. He is the best character of this entire show. I will... 
absolutely. He is ostensibly the main character of this show that's just been sidelined by all these fucking terrible, <laughs> terrible people. When the main character is, is basically relegated to being a side character and it was never meant to be. So, so sad. And back at the uh, the spa, mm. Kirsten serves every last oh, one of these because women. Because all these ladies are laying into Julie. Not so much Julie, but laying into Julie Jimmy. and Jimmy's relationship. And they're like, hey, I know a good lawyer. Because that's the thing is, is like that's the parallel to Sandy being like, hey, I know someone that like works, you know, with securities and stuff. Like, I know a lawyer that can help you these girls are like i know a lawyer that can help you he helped with fucking marla's divorce or whatever and it's like oh shit they're going right to like straight to divorce yeah and it's also like he'll make sure you get every last penny oh fucking what right you're four million dollars in the hole right now you're fucking broke i yeah one i love how kirsten was like hey um when your husband got caught with his secretary we didn't give you anybody's number for right. a divorce attorney and you by the way like you your entire guatemalan servant family yeah that you don't even pay minimum wage right like, like we're, we're not we're not calling ins on them like all of it like just calling people out and like she threw some girl under the bus for her like $500 a day coke habit in college. She's like, it was just sophomore year. Yeah, like everybody's hurt so, so bad. And it's crazy. Like, But they're... that's the thing is it's just like expo- just reading everyone in that sauna for filth yes. and, and, and coming to Julie's defense, which Julie does not see as such because no. already she has caught Kirsten on the phone with her husband purely by like happenstance because she called to talk to Sandy and Jimmy was there. Yeah. During their little steak break. God, remember when people just answered other people's house phones? Isn't that wild? Like I would never have the answered anybody audacity. else's phone ever. I would maybe pick it up and run it out to them, but I sure yeah, as hell would Cohen residence, it. but he's like, "Hello." Yeah, he's just, "Hi, this is Jimmy. I I'm not where I'm supposed to be." <laughs> and Kirsten's like, "Did I call you yeah did i call your number did i call your number by accident and he's like oh no i'm over at your house we're cooking steaks and yeah having we're having a little break right now we're doing ma- guy stuff guy stuff but julie only hears the other side of the conversation where she's like all right jimmy i'll talk to you when i get back and she's like well thanks so much for checking up on my husband for me yeah just get so 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 cranky um, we go back to the lobster shack where Seth is wearing a t-shirt over long sleeved white, like a the white button shirt. up. Yeah. Oh God. And like, that oh. was a thing we oh. all did. And I don't it know about terrible. You guys may have done it. Not, I never went for the preppy, you know, look I that, that he was like, like the, the, the trying not to be preppy, like the trying to be the aloof preppy. Yes. Uh, so much more work goes into looking aloof than just being fucking aloof for these people. For me, it was just that I was cold a lot. And I really liked my t-shirts and I felt Fair. like they didn't give enough, like, they didn't get enough, like, play. And so I would just layer it because I wanted to be able to show off my pithy-ass Seth t-shirts. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, uh, I had plenty of graphic tees, but they were usually covered by some sort of uh uh very thin hooded zip up because i had and still have massive body issues because i have a massive body that has a lot of issues uh and uh would just like wear that put my hands in the pockets of the jacket as forcefully as possible and and pull it down to create sort of like a flattened front 
on me instead yeah. of having the mountain of like the man boobs and then the gut and then like the fanny pack. Like, let's just hide it all. Yeah. Thank God baggy jeans were in so I could like, I've never worn a pair of skinny jeans and I'm, I'm you know, that's just, it's not because I'm, I, I'm shit at trends, even though I'm shit at trends. Like I still wear a backwards <laughs> hat, like it's fucking cool. But, uh, I, I just could never wear skinny jeans. They don't make them for they're they're not for my people. Uh, they're really not for my specific body type either. I do just end up looking like SpongeBob SquarePants, so it's not a good look for me. I actually had this a very similar thing to yours. So I had a sleeveless hoodie dress. So it had that kangaroo pouch pocket. It came down to about mid thigh. And I would, of course, wear a long sleeve shirt under it and some jeans. And I thought that was absolutely the epitome of fashion. And it kept everyone from seeing how chubby I actually was, which is adorable because I was a solid pounds. I'm sorry, what was that? I was skinny. I was actually like a good weight oh we all wish we were <laughs> as fat as we were when we first thought we were fat yes that is absolutely Are you correct. kidding i would give my middle nut to just be under 300 pounds <laughs> my gosh oh so the next morning <laughs> our podcast has now become us shitting on ourselves welcome welcome to the fat path <laughs> the, the fat what is it the fat the fat, fat cast. cast yeah, yeah. fat cast <laughs> uh so they come to a conclusion the next morning during golf, Jimmy and uh, Sandy. Oh, yeah, because they still got money for golf. Which of course they do. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Jimmy still had a month on his membership that was already paid for. Yeah. Because oh. they mention that like his credit cards have already been canceled. Yes. When Marissa and Summer are out on the beach, and, Marissa, and, and Summer's like, I'll take care of lunch and our shopping outing. Like, I still yep. have a card for an emergency. And, uh, getting us to feel better about your situation is definitely an emergency. Absolutely. Jesus. Uh, so Sandy says, hey, so I talked to some people. Uh, they said that this is, what's, this is what needs to happen. We can keep you out of jail. You just need to sell your house. And you have... Um, like well, and that's he, he 3 has, million. He has to make full restitution basically. He yeah. has to pay back the 4 some odd million and 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 lose his series 7 license which I know what that is because of Boiler Room. Thank you. Thank you. I watched movies. You did it. <laughs> but uh that means he cannot trade anymore. And right. this was before day trading was a thing. Like the only people that were allowed to trade <clears throat> were, you know, people that could actually, you know, had paid the money and gone to business school and done all that shit and blah, blah, blah. Yep. So by losing his Series 7, he can no longer be a financial manager. He can no longer do any trading or anything like that. He basically has to start his entire life over. And he doesn't even have the money to pay anything back, which means, yeah, they're going to have to sell the house. And right. he's got, he said, you got like the house is worth $3.2 million. You got like two point six in liquid assets. Like Right. So that basically means he has to sell absolutely everything that he owns and then he'll be square. He'll have maybe. to start over with, you know, just a million dollars. Oh, man. But that would be so Poor rough. Jimmy. So glad I'm not him. Ugh, I'd <laughs> trade places with him if I could, you know, <laughs> so just to start over with a million dollars. I'll take that pain for you, Jim. But because Jimmy uh, self-admittedly stopped aging at 16, he doesn't want to. No, because I don't want to start over my life. I like what I've done, damn it. But also, he, he starts talking about how like I'm going to lose Marissa and the kids. 
Yeah. Because he knows his wife is a yeah. material girl living in a material world. Holy right. shit. Oh my gosh. And poor poor Sandy is like, no, she's going to understand and she's going to be great and she's going to be absolutely wonderful and about like, it. Whose fucking wife are we talking about here? Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know who I married and what the fuck do you know about providing <laughs> for a family? You could lose your job tomorrow and Kirsten wouldn't even fucking notice. Right. Exactly. And it's true. He's not wrong. Like, Kirsten would be like, oh, buddy. You do be spitting facts, though, as the yeah. kids say. Right. So he doesn't want to. He's he And Sandy's like, okay, well, then you're going to prison for eight or nine years. Like, yeah. these are eight, your choices. Eight to ten years, or you start your life over and, and you know, sell off most of your possessions to, to pay back the money you lost. Right. Sandy's basically Illegally. like, up to you, you little bitch. Do whatever you want. So they part ways. Um, and then the guys go to another party because that's what we do in in the OC is just go to another party. But this one's a Newport party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth's like, you know what? No, no, no. We're going to try it again. And, and we're going to hang out with Donnie again because I really think, you know, like, you know, if I can he's cool. get like, in on Donnie's fine. good side that he won't steal my brother from me. Well, and also I think he just he's like, hey, if we could all be friends, that would be super cool. And yeah, Seth this works just, out for everybody. Seth, Seth just, just wants, wants a friend. Yeah, man. he just wants what's best for everyone. He is looking for the most equitable solution. And he really thinks that Donnie's a stand-up guy. He just assumes. How stand-up can he be? Did you see that wallet chain? <laughs> this is the thing, man. Wallet chains were so the thing for so long, way longer than they needed to be. Oh, I know. I had a wallet chain for a while, which was way longer than it needed to be. Like it was like down to my <laughs> knees. Like what the fuck was I thinking? It wasn't even like it was like as long as like a zoot chain that you would see on those tuxes. The oh kids thought God. it was cool to wear to fucking formals and shit. That's fantastic. You remember when we were all obsessed with swing life? Yeah. I went to a big bad voodoo daddy concert when I was sixteen. It was the first concert I paid my own money for to go to. Because any other concert was just a free one at the county fair yes. with a washed up country singer like Hal Ketchum or Colin Ray or some shit. Uh, my prom theme mm. was Zoot Suit Riot. I'm so sorry. Uh, my my date went in a full ass Zoot Suit. Of course. I, I did not. Um, but I did also. They don't make Zoot Suits for the Lollipop Guild. Of course you couldn't wear one. <laughs> oh my God. You're mean. <laughs> so my favorite uh wallet chain i had one from hot topic of course if you didn't get it from hot topic then you didn't really get a wallet chain yeah and they can smell it if you got one from true. spencer's fuck you you fake ass bitch get out of here yeah hot yeah. topic or nothing or maybe it was or what is what was that place called pacific sunwear pack sun yeah pack sun yeah yeah kind of kind of filled in the gap when miller's outpost went by the wayside yeah i'm pretty sure that's where i got it from actually um, it was Kermit the Frog green vinyl. Um, it was like light green, and then the, Wait, the edges, chain or the wallet. The wallet oh, itself. Okay. No, the chain was just a regular chain, but it only came down to like maybe the bottom of my hip. It wasn't very long, mm -hmm. and I didn't wear it like that anyway. Because if you're a girl, you would loop it into one another, and you would hold it like it was a wristlet. So, fun fact: Do you want to know why my wallet chain was so long? This is going to be a fucking self call out and a half right I here. I can't wait. Tell me everything. Uh, I couldn't afford that hot topic wallet chain. Like, who's got oh. twenty bucks to spend on a wallet chain? But. My German Shepherd just recently got put down. I still had her choker chain. Shut up. And so I literally took a fabric Velcro wallet. No. Punched a hole in it in the corner. <laughs> looped the one end of the chain through it. 
like the one that actually had like that you would attach to uh to their collar or whatever and no. then the other part that had like the little hook clip i put on my belt and to me it was just like okay i have a wallet chain and i'm memorializing my dog this is great you fucking did it oh my god oh the shit we did because we thought we wanted to be cool there's so much stuff that i did because i was like this is cool this is what cool is there's so much stuff i still do case in point i'm sitting here holding a wireless mic in my living room talking about the oc because you know (laughs) podcasting I'm might be kind of cool. Listen, nobody listens to this, so I know I'm not doing it because it th- I think it makes me look cool. I know I'm not cool. I think it's fun, so I'm going to do it. That's This is what getting older is all about, is not giving a fuck anymore. Ooh, I don't think... Again, kids, don't ever get old. You should always give a fuck about what everyone else thinks. Trust me, oh it's a God. very healthy and non-stressful way to live your lives. Everybody rewind that and play it again and think about what that actually meant. <laughs> Anyways, Donnie shows up at the Newport Beach party, and he gets mad dogged. Can uh, the, you imagine? The, the same party uh, at Holly's house once again. Oh yeah, where Holly, all the parties have taken place. All the parties, yeah. And, and of course, like Holly, whose dad just punched out Jimmy at the Deb Ball. Yeah. But uh, Holly also, little side note there, is gunning for Luke. Yeah. Hard. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, because Donnie, Donnie mm. gets mad dogged by these bitches. He doesn't Newport get Be- mad dogged. So he, he tries to hit on Summer. Yeah. Which. Why? Which already Seth's like, oh no, Donnie might not be a good guy because he's going after my dream girl that I'm too scared to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Summer politely is just like, hey, I'm just trying to get to the bar. Politely. As politely as that vapid cunt can be. Fair enough. So Just, just trying to get to the bar. Squeezes by. Talk shit then then turns into the summer we know and hate Correct. by talking shit to all of her little fucking teeny bobber friends there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, isn't he the bus boy? <laughs> and he's like, You got some fucking shit to say to me? What's up? And like Seth tries to step in, he's like, No, no, no. He's like, No, these guys are mad dogging me, bro. Yeah, but luckily, you know, I brought I brought something for that. Yeah, he's ready to go. That's the thing. Seth says, you ready to go? Like, we should just go. He's like, no, I am ready to go. And he lifts his shirt and he has a fucking gun in his waistband. Yeah, because everybody brings a gun to a party at the beach. Um, Look, man, you can take the boy out of the Corona, but you can't take the Corona out of the boy, uh, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Terrible. Uh, meanwhile, Marissa and Ryan are having a makeup date. Thanks, Seth. Yeah, Seth uh, played little matchmaker and mea culpa to say, hey, it's my fault that uh, Ryan missed your babysitting date. Sorry to ruin your blockbuster night, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember remember the days when they were like making a blockbuster night? How great was it to just go and browse the aisles? Like I felt like a little 14-year-old Randall Graves just like going to Big Choice just falling to my knees. There's so many to choose from type shit. <laughs> I honestly, working at a video store, I have to say, I almost do. Like, this is going to make me- I low-key envy you <laughs> for the fact that you worked at a video store. <laughs> I worked at Best Buy. That's the closest I could get. Honestly, it was basically, it, it was like working at a library, but just with movies. Exactly. I would have loved it. And the clientele was definitely way worse than it probably would have been in a library. Exactly. I would have hated it. Yeah. Uh, trust me, there was so much to love and so much to hate. Uh, most of the hate was uh, management and corporate. 
which is always the case for any job, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I'm sure Best Buy had the exact same thing where they're like, we're going to reorganize everything so that nobody can find anything ever. And that's corporate. I mean, they did do that kind of like once every nine to 12 months. But I think that was just kind of confuse the customers so they would have to spend more time in the store looking for stuff. Can we just talk about how fucked up that is? Like, I get it. I understand that you want me to, quote unquote, discover more things and buy more things. But what if I just need to run in? Because none of you people want to show me where something is. Oh, no, no, no. no. They adopted, like, literally during that time in the, the mid to late 2000s when I was an employee there. Yeah. Part of the, part of the Blue Crew. Like. The Blue Crew. Th- the whole concept was like, well, if Costco can do it. We can do it. Just stack them high and let them fly was literally something that was said and printed on like internal documents discussing like we're just going to adopt the warehouse style wow and because like you know unless they're going back into the high-end home theater section where they're going to drop their black cards all the customers from incline village or whatever oh my god then these people haven't really done their research they don't know what they want it's our job to tell them that but like honestly if they're just coming in just to grab something off the rack fucking let them do it yeah yeah they're not the ones we're trying to like make long-term customers like we had this is this is taking a bit of a detour but we had (laughs) total and like what are they gonna do fire me again i haven't worked for them in like fucking 10 years but we had like customer breakdowns where we would give them names based on their appearance and based off and based off of that their potential income levels potential oh yeah because you would have customers come in and you're like and someone would get on the headset like hey we have a barry and jill over in blah 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 barry and jill were the high-end customers a barry's a high-end male jill's a high-end woman wow uh-huh and the whole goal was to get like barry and jill's to go to like the higher end area That's and see so and, and if anything i don't remember the names we gave the other customers because we didn't give a fuck about them because we were right. always on the lookout for barry and jill's wow. barry and jill's wanted the best of everything and it was our job to make sure they got it anyone else they could just grab the you know like how walmart does it where they just set them on the floor in yeah. the middle of the aisle we yeah. did that and let people grab them jesus best buy still does that a little bit that's awful yeah, we did not. We had a bunch of be kind rewind stickers. That's about as far as I went. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shout out to Best Buy. Thanks for the the three and a half years and then firing me. Oh, fun, fun, fun. I actually did. I yeah. I ooh. I'm not going to tell that story on this podcast, but I have. What a, are they? Is Hollywood Video going to fire you again? They're going to come back from the dead and fire me. No, I was just. I was. They thinking, don't even exist anymore. No, that's what I'm saying. They're going to come back from the dead. <laughs> and and fire me again no they haven't they didn't fire me the first time i put in two weeks notice um a day into my two-week vacation i was really listen i was a 22 year old hothead in 2002 so during your lame duck period in hollywood video you just decided fuck it uh well i decided fuck it about six months into my four-year career i mean that seems like most people in hollywood video you guys were like the beneath blockbuster choice like you were like in between like there was blockbuster which is like the creme de la creme we had better deals than blockbuster you guys did have better deals on like your pre-owned shit like when you were selling off your yes. rental stock yeah your, your shit was marked down a lot more and favorably than best buys ever was than well, uh, we blockbusters had, ever was yeah we had our bundle deals uh which was uh one soda two um microwave popcorns a candy 
um, and two new releases for like 10 bucks. That was a solid deal. Again, you would think that's a steal, but growing up in a frugal family for the time that I did. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. no, 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 no. You rent like the one or two movies and then everything else you get hella cheap at the grocery store. Why would you buy like buying snacks at the man. the markup on snacks at a video rental store is just as bad as the ones at like an actual movie theater. But that's because you don't get so much of the gate, you know, like there's only so much of the ticket price the movie theaters get. And there's only so much of like the rental fee that I'm sure that you get from whatever deals you had. So, of course, you have to make it up with concessions. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, the concessions were fairly cheaply priced. But yeah, we're we're deviating. Sorry, we totally went off the rails and that's my fault. Back to pool time with Ryan and Marissa. Back to our previously scheduled program. So uh, yeah, they're they're having a cute little night of grilled cheese and leftover mac and cheese. Mm, Um, So much cheese. They're not going to be able to shit for a week. (laughs) Oh, please. They're kids. They're fine. They're, they're going to be fine, unless they're lactose intolerant. Honestly, I, I don't believe that Marissa has ever let macaroni and cheese, let alone grilled cheese, touch her fucking lips because she is a fucking skeleton. She definitely needs a cheeseburger for almost, sure. Almost all the girls in this show are. Yes, they absolutely are. The exception um, to Gabby, but we'll get to that. We'll get to Gabby. Um, so they, of course, eventually end up being flirty, throwing Falling each other in the, the pool, pool. doing that whole pool thing. I was on the swim team in high school, and so like I know all about the whole flirting in the pool thing. <laughs> it's it's fun. Don't get in. What is what is the face? Well, no, the only <laughs> pool that I ever dealt with was at my grandma's house. There was and 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 the one at like the 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 community college that had like the summer youth theater program. There was no flirting <laughs> to be done there because. The pool either meant you're you're having a griller at grandma's or you better hope that you locked your lock on the locker because someone was going to steal your shit out of the fucking public lockers at the college pool. I had my disc man and several CDs stolen out of my locker <laughs> in the summer of 1997. And, ugh. and we definitely had different childhoods. Painful. So they they flirt, they get out, he towels her towels off. Towels her off and they and get a little a little close a little at close. the pool house. There's there. almost a kiss until the telephone rings, yep. the house phone Ugh. that you need to get. No, you don't. The the second line out at the pool house. The, the Like I, I have to believe the pool house has its own separate line. Mm. Because Seth called that phone. Like I don't think he called mm. the house phone. You know what I mean? I mean it could all be the same line. It just goes out to the pool house as well. But they're rich, so I'm guessing it's a yeah. different line. But yeah, Seth's like, yo, you got to come help me Donnie's because... Donnie's got a gun. <laughs> yes, Donnie's got a gun. Got yeah, it. and then, you know, Holly is also gunning for Luke. Oh my gosh, Holly is like, how are you doing? Yeah, what's... Are you okay I heard since you, guys... you got shot? Yeah. Um, no, he didn't get shot yet. Oh no, he didn't get shot yet. Way Just to kidding. fucking spoil it! No, oh my gosh, she's asking know. about like their little breakup at the Debbie Tom Ball. Yes. They had a very public like, I'm Correct. fucking over this breakup. Yes, and the- she's like, "How are you doing?" Pulling you on okay? his shirt, and Bless. then just all but drags him upstairs to her room. Yeah, for like some some, some pretty se- heavy dry humping, some sexy time. I mean, in the they booty were- shorts. Trust me, they were gonna fuck. Oh, I know, I know, but like all they can show on the TV, right, is the dry humping portion. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, so there's a uh, scuffle downstairs with Donnie because Donnie's just breaking vodka glasses, oh, blenders. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's just breaking shit, and he's drunk as fuck, 
and and Seth's trying to calm him down. Ryan shows up just in time <laughs> to try and stop shit from happening as Luke is coming down the stairs. Yeah, Luke is, you know, of course, because Holly be hears something break and says, that sounds expensive. We should go check it out. <laughs> The only teenage girl on the face of the planet that would go check out if something was broken or not rather than get dig. Sorry. Wild. And and of course, the confrontation happens mm-hmm. where, you know, they almost convince Luke not to fight him. Almost. Ryan and Seth both are just like, you don't want to do this. And like, he's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, Luke's got to be a macho punk ass and he gives Donnie a shove and Donnie immediately pulls the strap. Yeah. Pulls the gun out. Ryan tries to like shove him aside. He tries to shove him aside, wrestle the gun out of his hand, and the gun goes off. No. And catches Luke in the arm. This kid forever just getting fucked up, (laughs) but because of his own fucking problem. Like he went to go beat up Ryan and he ended up setting the house on fire. Right. He's a, he should really. And then he went to go beat up Donnie and got shot in the arm for his troubles. He should sincerely try this. While he and his girlfriend weren't really well, uh, he doesn't even say they were broken up. He says they were on a break. Yeah, they were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So of course Marissa chooses Luke because Luke got shot, and because Ryan was a nice guy. Ryan called called from the hospital hospital and was like, "Hey, you should probably get down here because your little baby is shot." And so Seth takes the end of the episode. To double down on their exclusive friendship. Yeah, if, if anything, this just means that we just have to be together because if we're not, people get shot. Right. People get shot if we're not just exclusive friends. So Ryan. like and Ryan's just, like, that's true. That's fair true. enough. That's that's a fair people die point. at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> people die at the fair. <laughs> so, so that's, holy that's shit. the episode. Yeah, man. we finally finished that episode. Sorry for the detour, kids. Yeah. So we move on to episode six, the girlfriend. Um, which opened with Kirsten's dad. Uh, Caleb is on his way. They bought an entire like pool house full of food. Well, because she's him. hosting a party with like Newport's, you know, finest. Yeah, yeah. Because her dad basically is Newport. He like owns or has built yep, the a mall. majority of the modern buildings in Newport, and probably half the houses that these rich fucks own. Yep. She runs his development group now, and he brings with him his 26-year-old. 24. Oh, 24-year-old. Mm-hmm, 24-year-old. Uh, she's pretending to be as old as Ben McKenzie was pretending to be 16. Yes, <laughs> which makes this episode a little less creepy. Mm. Not much, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, So Sandy Cohen does not get along with Kirsten's dad. Well, and um, and and. and, and Basically puts it out there at the outset that like he might be an anti-Semite. Uh, well, he totally does. Kirsten's like, will you please try and get along with my dad? Sandy's like, I don't think that's going to happen because I'm, I'm still, still Jewish. Shecky Sandy here all week. <laughs> Tip your waitress, try the veal. And if anybody is even remotely questioning the fact that anti-Semitism isn't still alive and well, I made a joke on TikTok and had to block 30... 30 comments that were anti-Semitic. How'd you get that many comments? I know. I know. Because apparently. They're out there just looking for the hashtags. Yeah. They're looking for like hashtag Hebrew, hashtag Jewish, just so they can shit on it. Yep. Absolutely. And nobody's checking out the rest of the hashtags because the hashtag was Jewish, 
Hashtag nice Jewish boy. Hashtag he's a nice dude, though. Okay, you need to tell the context of the joke now because you've given so much away. Oh, no. They can check it out at at Paige and Reno Land on TikTok you if they really want to take a look. You fucking whore. Look at you just plugging away. They can God, we're going to change your name to Gabby, digging for gold. Stop it. I'll put the link on all of our social medias. It'll be fine. So, um, yeah, the, there's already some bad blood between Sandy and Caleb. Yeah. Um, and so Caleb yeah. clearly thinks that Kirsten married beneath her station. He always which liked Jimmy better. Yeah, of course he did. Which I mean, not now. Oh, look who look oh, who's man. wrong. Uh, so the the twenty four something piece of ass that's dating Caleb is named Gabrielle. Mm. Uh, but they call her Gabby. Yeah. Uh, which I love because I wanted that to be my nickname. She, she looks like someone took Jamie Presley. And Natasha Henstridge and put them together. Yes. Like somehow they were able to like genetically splice them and make like somehow an even like hotter blonde out right. of them. Right. I'm going to give over to like my guyishness right now and just put it out there like Gabby can get it. <laughs> she's hot. Mm-hmm. She is. And she's actually pretty cool. Yeah, she's actually a pretty chill girl. She's down she's to earth. She's a little slutty, but she's pretty cool. But like, well, I don't know if she's slutty. I think uh, she just knows exactly what the parameters of her and Caleb's relationship are. She says, I'm here for entertainment. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But. Yes, fair enough. Um, but she seems pretty cool at the at the get-go. She Instead of meeting the family, though. She's already in the pool. Yeah, they're like, where's your girlfriend? Well, and Caleb, she just Caleb, jumped well, in the pool. Well, that's the thing. Is Caleb's already at the house when they get there. He says, I let myself in with the key. Oh, right. That's true. That's and so true. they've been there for God knows how long. So she's Got already it. in the pool. That makes a little bit more sense. While they were out getting groceries. He yeah. arrived early. Yeah. Caleb also um, already does not like Ryan because Ryan's this the one who burned set down my fire house. Yeah, to one of the houses in episode two. Uh, so he's not happy about it, about the entire situation, which whatever, man, like get over it. Uh, You're rich. What do you have to worry about? Like, which right. is literally what Seth says. He's like, oh my God, he's got so many different developments. He probably doesn't even know one of his burnt down. Right. Yeah. No, it's totally fair. And he probably doesn't. But he's already looking to Ryan like the help. He's like, you can put this by the grill. Right. Yeah. He's like, put these these coals by the grill. And it's like, you didn't even buy those. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, already delegating him to do shit. Right. So uh, Luke, Luke has gotten shot and man... That changes a person. Oh, yeah. Which is even something like his whole personality changes so much so that Seth's like, he got shot in the arm, not in the head. What the fuck happened? Right. And he's like, what the hell is happening right now? So he he goes to Marissa and he was like, I'm so sorry, babe. I can't believe that I ever broke up with you. You're so wonderful. Like, Having let's a brush get back with together. death has changed me. Yeah. I'm a different man now. So she says, uh, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. she She's a little wishy-washy. Yeah, she's like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know who to choose. Which, mm. and even like Summer calls her out, is like, you're making a big deal out of this for being a fucking virgin. Right, exactly. They drop that bomb out of nowhere. You didn't think that she was a virgin. You've been calling her a slut this whole time when uh, yeah, we were emotionally watching Emotionally slutty. Yeah, and again, <laughs> you never once called her an emotional slut. You're like, ugh, Marissa, this fucking slut bag. And I was just like, oh, wow, apparently she's been getting around. Yeah, well, I think that everybody knows that when you call somebody a slut, you don't always means sexually sometimes slut just means a horrible person period uh listeners if they were comment your comment in the comments about this but uh (laughs) it it seems like the most colloquially recognized term when someone is referred to as a slut typically is to to shame 
a, a, a sexually liberated woman, yes? Uh, usually, but when you're watching Sex in the City, you have to make it a little bit more nuanced, so... Oh, oh, so... That's a holdover. Well, yeah, they just call each other sluts, like, in the same way British people call each other cunts. It's a term of endearment for them. Totally. <laughs> um, so, Caleb is so mad at Kirsten about this whole situation that he basically demotes her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, obviously, work is too hard for you because you've let this house burn down and you've taken in this fucking ragamuffin. Right. Which, how dare you? You adopted a kid. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that you didn't consult me, he says, basically. Right, which it's like, she's old enough to have her own teenage son, but she's supposed to be consulting her dad? I mean, did he ask her? He's like, Daddy, can I fuck my husband so we can make you a grandson? Right, like, that's creepy Like, shit. it almost seems like he would have expected it. So almost, now that's yeah. the type of guy Caleb is. Right. And Sandy's actually kind of excited. He's like, oh my gosh, Kirsten, if you quit, oh, we please. could move back to Berkeley. We could move into that house that we loved that has Yeah, they termites. just want to go back to the vegan OC. They're right. just going to move 300 miles north, just change one shore for another. Yeah, exactly. And I Gross. mean, honestly, Berkeley, Sausalito, he's like, you could have that art place in Sausalito. Mm. She's like, I don't even remember that. Like, I haven't thought about that place in years. She clearly enjoys her job. And this is the only the this is one of the rare times that Sandy very much oversteps. He really does because he confronts and kind of forces a conversation between Caleb and Kirsten before either one of them. Caleb doesn't give a shit. No, not at all. Right. And and Kirsten hasn't even decided how she's going to approach her father about this. Right. But yeah. Sandy, I think it's a little bit of his male ego getting in the way here because I I, I think he just need he, he he wants a chance to try and take Caleb down a peg or two, you know? Well, yeah, because they've never gotten along. So oh, it would yeah. be great if and he like, could get out from under his thumb. Exactly. And you get to tell him to fuck off. Right. But yeah, uh, and instead of it going the way he thought with Caleb backing down, Caleb was like, cool. If she wants to quit, I'll expect your resignation on my desk tomorrow morning. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Not cool. Uh, meanwhile, the boys went for tacos. Yeah. Uh, and they run into- Oh, but they heard all this because they yeah, were the in the dining room with Gabby. Yes. And they slink away. They do. And, 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 and this is the thing is like, Gabby's been kind of making eyes- At Ryan all at Ryan. night at she dinner. She was already getting chummy with the boys in the hot tub earlier. Mm-hmm. And, but she has been like- I fucking the shit out of Ryan across yes. the dining room table. Which, can we talk about this? At age 24, I wouldn't even speak to a 16-year-old. Like, I just wouldn't. Fair. There was... I have to tell this story. We had we had a run-in with a couple of, uh, of tiny people at the apartment. Uh, Wait, like like little people? Like no, like, like children. I was going to be like, this is going to be a great story. No, children. Oh, children? Ugh, you can have them. <laughs> and and they they did some not so great stuff to us. And then they, they came over, they apologized. Oh, I thought you were telling like an old story. You're talking about no, current events. No, I'm talking events. about current events. Um, These fucking and, kids. And one of them said, can we start over? And I'm like, After this is- vandalizing- yeah, after vandalizing Several our property in the area, but specifically targeting ours because we were the ones that decided to yell at him. Yeah, so uh, the best. I the when he said, "Can we start over?" I was like, "This isn't Big Brothers, Big Sisters." Yeah, How, we're not here to mentor if you. If by dude. starting over you mean that I never ever see your face again, that'd be great. 
That'd be yeah. wonderful because I'm not going to interact with you ever again. Like an apology doesn't mean forgiveness. Yeah, you're in the seventh grade and I'm 300 years old. <laughs> no, thank you. Like if you want to invite your mom over, I'll have her over for margaritas and we can talk about what a little shit you are. Maybe, but like... It's as close to the OCs you'll ever get. 100% the closest I'll ever Margs get. Just drinking with someone else in the apartment complex being like, ugh, these fucking kids are killing me. Yeah, somebody's going to be like, do you have any shared name? And be like, no. I mean, do you have that giant bottle of Pinot Grigio? <laughs> That'll give somebody a freaking ulcer, <laughs> ulcer, heart attack, <laughs> headache, and you name it. Uh, oh, terrible. But yeah, anyways, I digress. Um, they're going for tacos, the boys, run into Marissa and Summer. Mm-hmm. Like, how serendipitous. <laughs> Seth thinks it's fate. Seth is like, it's fate. It's destiny. We both like burritos. Yeah, we're both here for Mexican food. <laughs> I love that line. It's so Jesus. stupid. I love Seth Cohen. What a goof. So Ryan is like still trying to ask her out or not like ask her out. But yeah, like he tried, she's he tried to ask her earlier in the day to come to like because the whole thing is, right, is again, the they're party. throwing this big birthday party for Caleb. Yeah. And it's not just like a family thing. It's them and like 200 of Newport's, you know, finest and wealthiest. Right. And so, again, it's another thing where you're just expected to have a date to the party which is wild for a 16 year old to like need a date to an adult party why are they even invited they should be in the pool house playing video games these fucking kids to grow up so fucking soon yeah i never really thought about it that way but i hung out with seems like a very high society thing like but also like it's one of those things that's trashy if you're poor but classy if you're rich is forcing your kids to grow up too soon you know, yeah. if you're poor, forcing your kids to grow up too soon is like, hey, you know, your latch key, like you take, you're the babysitter, you're making sure dinner's ready because I'm working two jobs or this, that, and the other thing. Right. You're walking the siblings to school or if you can drive, you're driving them to all their shit. Yeah. Like, but again, you're, it's being forced into an adult role way before your fucking time. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that like in high society, that's just expected. And of course, that's how they become, you know you know, men and women of Harvard or Yale or whatever, you know, by being an adult by the time you're 13. I mean, I feel like I was extremely middle class my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we would do that that shit too. Like we, I, I have friendships with people that are my mom's age oh, yeah, and no, I I'm, never hung out with anybody my own age. In no way am I saying that like, you know, we are not the same or anything. I'm no, just I'm saying, saying it is very are, much one of those things yeah. where like, you get shit on for it happening if you're in a different tax yeah, bracket. No, absolutely. I agree with you. I'm just saying it is it is very similar because I'm I'm sure that you look at my growing up and you think that it's high class or whatever. You've said some things to me where I've been like, okay, I guess like Look, I was by no means in like the direst of straits, but like it was definitely known that at least my mom Right. Did not come from like a whole lot of money. And especially after the divorce, it was made very clear. Was she in Riverside? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) No, I mean, I am. I'm the same way where I didn't think that I was necessarily growing up in like the the nice part of town. Mm -hmm. But technically speaking, the part of town that I grew up in. Hidden Valley. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for putting that out there. Now someone's going to kill my mom. (laughs) But then you get the house. It's perfect. No. Win-win. I don't 
I don't want to live up there. No, but you could at least sell the house. Yeah, the house is getting sold if anything happens to her. <laughs> or if something doesn't happen to her, I might just sell it Neil, out Neil, if you her. tell her, I swear to God. <laughs> so don't I... Don't ruin this for her, Neil. I don't think... I don't think that that's like necessarily like a nice part of town, but people talk to me like it is. And so who's to say? Um, I do love... I do love the fact that that like Sandy is technically from like the wrong side of the tracks as well. Oh yeah, he's the Brooklyn, um, the Bronx boy. So yeah. yeah, so he, my mom's from the Bronx, and she talks about that all the time. Where she was like, "No, I grew up in the projects." I'm like, "Mom, you lived in the Bronx in like the the fifty, forty, fifties? I don't know. Like it, it wasn't that bad. It was just what it was." Um, but they're fighting. And um and Caleb says something to, to about Sandy like smoking pot like are you back to smoking pot are you back on the, are you smoking weed again yeah because he, he uh, again like you must be high yeah to call yeah. me out yes in front of my daughter right and he, and he and Sandy says something about like you're gonna talk to me like that in my home he's like your home yeah and who then, paid for it but the best thing and Seth walks in on this conversation and he's like, like get what? out of here Seth you, dad you smoke weed Seth leave Ryan guess who's a stoner. <laughs> It was the best. You got to promise me to help me look for dad's bong later. Right. We're going to look for dad's bong later with Gabby. (laughs) Oh, because they all go to hang out in the pool house because clearly like Gabby is, is very much in the middle of all of this too, because she's too young for for any of this still. Yeah. So So she she has to go hang out at the kid's table. (laughs) Yeah. So she went, she goes, um, they're all at the pool house. Yeah. They're all at the pool house. Playing Game Boy Advance or whatever. And Seth leaves. For some reason. Uh, yeah. He, he's not there. Um, so it's just Gabby and and Ryan, and she just makes her move. Ooh, the Yikes, first move, bro. anyway. Like, she, like, is just talking to him, and, and they're, you know, kind of like, there's sort of like this unspoken bond of them both being outsiders, and, you know. Right. And, 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 you know, the girlfriend thing, like, they're talking about, like, strangely enough, I believe they're talking about Marissa. Mm-hmm. And, they are. and, she's and like, how she's being indecisive and, mm-hmm. and how Ryan doesn't think he deserves her and blah, blah, blah. This is this is why Gabby's kind of cool, though, because she's like, oh, you like a girl? Tell me about it. Yeah. And then she's like, I know what I'm I know what I'm here for. Caleb only loved one woman and she died years ago yeah. and he's just looking to be entertained. He's and just, aren't we all? And aren't we all? She says, putting a hand on Ryan's inner thigh and sliding Woo! it the fuck up. Yikes, bro. He's uh, in the middle of reading a comic, madam. He's got other things to be doing, and you're distracting him. How dare! <laughs> so uh, they make out. out blech, they make out for oh, a bit. Yeah, she goes um, in with the lip bite. Which uh, pro move? Oh, uh, pro! Like I honestly, ladies, respect it. If you're not going in for the lip bite right away, what are you even doing? What are, like this? That just, just I don't know. Go I don't know. I, I think right away can be a bit too much. Really. Yeah. Tell me more. Oh, no. I, I just think that like... If you're kissing somebody for the first time and they go in for the lip bite first, what are your well, what are your thoughts? here's the thing. It depends on who you're kissing and how well you know them. Like, Fair if, enough. If, and, and for all, like, Gabby is a complete stranger to Ryan at this point. Yes. And her, her lip bite is a little aggressive. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. She, there, she, are, there are more subtle ways to do it. Yeah. Like, you want to slip a tongue on the first kiss, like, that could could, okay. could definitely go in there but if you go for the lip bite right away we know that like and i think that's 
what she's doing and she's telling him like this isn't gonna go anywhere other than this right so like let's have our fucking fun right she's biting the lip and being like let's go yeah like i'm not trying to be your friend i'm sure shit not gonna be your girlfriend right and, like you're never gonna tell marissa about this but like exactly. i'm not getting it from the old man <laughs> and you're definitely not getting it from the girl that you like yeah but we're both here hmm. we're both hot you might be 16 but who's gonna tell who is gonna tell statutory yeah mm, yeah yeah yeah, she 100% could have been arrested uh, for what she almost did. Uh-huh, but she didn't, she, get, she gets called by Caleb. We're yeah, out of here. Caleb's like, oh, I'm so We're angry leaving. at this I'm situation. So angry at my We're daughter. leaving. We're going back to the hotel. And so she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Fall asleep watching Matlock, and you can go buzz one out in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> she really enjoys that electric toothbrush. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day the boys are in the pool you made a comment that the uh pool floaties were oh top-notch. the 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 catamaran style pool things with the with the uh the hollowed plastic arms that had yes. the drink holders in them and like the metal frame with like the the foam inserts and yes. like the slung hammock sort of thing that you sit in mm-hmm. those things were legion yeah in in the late 90s early 2000s my grandma had one of them but it was just for her of course and that was the thing is like if 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 she's in the pool, even if she's not using it, you're not using her fucking catamaran. That's why doesn't she just get a second one? Because then there would be someone else who had a catamaran. Oh, for crying out loud! Okay, and fine. you can't. Yeah, no. Fine. Okay. You, grandma had to be Elitist. the queen of her fucking world, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so Caleb's party starts anyway. So Kirsten oh, yeah. threw the party even, regardless even after. Like threatening and and basically being promised that like she's not going to have a job anymore running his development group. Yeah. She still puts together this party that everyone's showing up to, including like Summer, who kind of asks Seth, she's like, hey, do you want to like, do you have a date for the party yet? While they're at tacos, getting their hot sauce. Yeah. And licking it off her fucking finger. She, man, I think she knows exactly what she's doing. Oh, no. She knows exactly what she's doing. And I fucking hate her for it. She's not a good person. There are two. Ugh, that is a whole other conversation that we're not going to have right now. Right. Even Marissa is going with Luke, who is just gregarious AF. Oh, my God. He's like, hey, door. man, you know, thanks so much for like saving my life twice. And like, hey, bro, like we'll catch up. Like all of a sudden, this huge turn from yeah. being a total shit heel douche to being like, you know, kind of an acceptable douche. Right. It was wild. I have no idea. Don't what, like it. Not no here one. for it. Don't like it at all. Um... So Marissa decides to try and find Ryan. So, Ryan, well, hold on, hold on. So we have to talk okay. about uh, you're you're, you're getting ahead again of the plot. Bit. We're jumping all over the place, but I think it's important to talk about this series of events, really, with Summer and Seth because okay, Summer asks him if he got a date for the party after he has allowed her, oh, after she has allowed him to lick salsa off the tip of her finger. Yeah. Which, Jesus, with all the energy of, like, Caster Troy saying he could eat a peach for hours. Yeet. <laughs> like, ugh. And then says, yeah, like, I, I, I'll i be your date to the party. So you can introduce me to all these rich young investment bankers that right. are going to be there. Yep. She's not even interested. And, like, Seth no. knows it. Like, he, he said knows. at one point he says, are you asking me because you want to go with me or because you know that I can like, and she's like, Seth, does it matter? And he's just like, fair point. 
He's like, that's fine. Because he's such I'll a fucking simp that yeah. he'll just be on her arm. And so, yeah. yeah, progressively throughout the party, we see him getting more and more distraught and bored and angry. Yeah. Just being her fucking accessory. Little buddy. While she's like chatting it up with all these Forbes listers. Yeah. These 30 under 30 motherfuckers that she's like, again, these guys are like 10 years older than her easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a gross. You're not even like, I don't even think she's old enough to vote yet. No, she's she's trying to plant that fucking seed or get some seed planted. Right. There's no reason. She was reading Forbes just so she could know who these guys are. Right. And so she really is just looking for a sugar daddy. Ugh. Um, not great. Just wait another couple of years. There's websites for that, sweetheart. Exactly. Uh, she doesn't know that though. Um, she doesn't know much of anything except how to be a manipulative little bitch. That's totally fair. So eventually, Seth calls her out on this. Yes. Um, and says, "We love you, it. You don't like. You're just here for this. This is absolute horseshit." Oh yeah. Calls her on the carpet, and then and then at the same time turns it into like none of these guys don't they don't even know who they don't you know are. you they're just they like staring yeah. at your boobs she's like who looked at my boobs who looked at my boobs <laughs> they're just yeah. staring at your boobs while you're pretending to be interested in them like none of you guys care about each other like they don't know that like you know you used to feed squirrels in the fucking park because He's, the other one would take its nuts yeah you would feed the skinny squirrel because the fat one would keep I love you that squirrel I, that squirrel was so mean and and then like they don't know that like you wrote the poem the mermaid poem uh, in about fifth how you wish grade. You were, and like he basically is recites like, the poem back yeah yeah and she And then she fucking kisses him. Yeah. Out of gratitude for seeing her as a person. But because she's summer goes right back to, "Oh, there's that financial guy that I want to meet. Don't, Don't worry, worry though. I'll, I'll introduce myself." myself. Yeah. yeah. That's her exit line and I almost threw yeah. the remote at the TV. Mhm. I cannot stand this woman. Yep. I have known too many women like both her and Marissa in this episode. I guess I just didn't hang out with these women. Like they're out there, man, and 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 oof. they, oh, they're actors too. Whether on I mean, stage or off, right? I was gonna. They say. are never being their true selves, and they are weaponizing what they think are their best assets mm. against you and yep. all the other women in the room at the same time. And it is rough yeah. to be in the middle of all that and be like. 20 something yes it's even rougher to be like 30 something and to still see that happening Oof. Yeah. with people in your peer group like didn't you outgrow this shit right i mean and i don't really like here's the thing i've never been pretty beautiful good looking in any like sense of the word i always grew up knowing that i would Way have to sell to yourself be... this is a great pitch whatever i'm gonna be single forever i don't care um, but like, I knew that I would have to sell myself on being intelligent and, and because I watched too many sitcoms, I thought that funny had to be in there as well. So that's why I am who I am right now is <laughs> because I'm like, nope, you got to be smart and you have to be funny. You have to be quick witted because you don't have your looks to fall back on. These girls have nothing but their looks. And so, and, and, and to, to, to be fair, to be fair, like, haha, uh, I may be shitting on them a little bit, but it's kind of partially due to how they're raised and the environment that they were brought up in. Right. Because, I mean, the Julies of Newport are also the ones who have just been weaponizing 
what they think are their best assets Absolutely. to get what they want. Yeah. I mean, and, and... And speaking of which, we didn't even talk about Julie telling Jimmy that she wants the D and not in the way that he was hoping. Yeah. She asked for a fucking D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Yep. As What's Her Nuts would say. Was that Parton? I, I don't sure, know. I don't know. Some female country singer. I'm sorry. Okay, then I wouldn't know. So. Yeah, and and I wouldn't either. Not <laughs> not the demo, but yeah. Was I, it, who was it? You you keep talking. Yeah, I'm gonna find out who sang okay. that song. Um. So yeah, going actually going back to Marissa. Um, Marissa is still emotionally going back and forth on who she wants to choose. Everybody's telling her, listen, you need to choose yourself. Ryan's even a little bit mean to her about it earlier in the episode about like, do whatever you want, man. I can't, I can't deal with this. Um, so Marissa goes to the pool house to try and find Ryan because she decides that she sort of wants to choose him. Tammy Wynette. Ta- okay. I That's never would have was. known who that was. Yeah. yeah. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Okay. So... She goes to the pool house where uh, Gabby has already found Ryan. Again, like, and, and she, and that's the thing is when they're in the pool, when Seth and Ryan are in the pool in those catamarans, Seth is like, dude, she wants your nuts. Yeah. Like, just like, who comes to hang out at the pool house and plays video games with the boys? Right. What girl does that? Nobody. And, and, and again, she doesn't give a shit about me. Right. She's making goo-goo eyes at you, buddy. Yeah, he actually said something like, you hooked up with my with my grandma? <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Tell me more. Well, yeah, they just made out, but they call it hooking up because what else would these it's 16, you know, fake teenagers That's what it means. Yeah. yeah, like like having sex is having sex. Fair. So, um, yeah. So she goes finds them. I I don't know uh what Gabby's uh, dress material is, but it slips off like a glove. It is and she wears it well. She wears it well, but it comes off real fast. Like she's down to underwear and bra with it like around her mm-hmm. stomach in seconds. Mm-hmm. And of course that's when Marissa walks yeah, in. Right when Marissa decides to, you know, try choose and find him. Ryan and choose Ryan at the moment. And but here's the thing, like you're not with him. Right. You're we were on a break. Again, we it gets brought up. Break. Yeah. But like no one in that moment has any right, I feel, to be upset at anyone. No. No. Ryan does. doesn't have any right to be upset at Marissa. I think but, Marissa well, has bit, to be But like Marissa has no reason to be upset with Ryan because no. and even Summer points it out. She's like, Why are you involving these men in your choice? Yep. Like, that was another thing I was pissed about. Like, Marissa's just like, I don't know. Who do you think I should choose to fucking Ryan? Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Because it was like... How are you going to ask one of the dudes that is poten- that is a potential suitor for you which one of the two that you should choose but that's, and expect an honest answer? But that's totally a girl thing is because she wants him. And so she wants him to say, choose me. And so that she can do fucking it. Fucking bullshit. And no, it's dumb. Just I'm not fucking right. tell him you like him. I don't fucking understand all this cloak and dagger shit. Who the fuck is telling you you have to be all fucking like underhanded? About- and again, didn't you people grow out of this? <laughs> this shit still happens. I know. I know. Still. But that's the thing. It is a deep seated self-esteem issue and we don't have time to unpack all of that no so we have to create a whole new podcast for that shit correct it's called therapy (laughs) (laughs) that's for people with money yeah or if you're arena resident 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not not that we're sponsored, but you want to you want to name drop a little oh, something, yeah. something? Yeah, if you're a Reno resident, uh, you can sign up on Talkspace for free. Just Google Talkspace Reno, and you get the code. You get to log in, and you then can maybe solve all your problems. Therapy, yeah. Like text. You can you can have voke voice only appointments you can do video appointments yeah. it's wild apparently and talk space if you want to sponsor us i couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com send us an email Ugh, plant that seed <laughs> um so and so immediately marissa after seeing ryan with another woman yep goes immediately grabs to, luke and says let's get the fuck out of here he's like well we can go to my place my parents are in palm Springs." she's like fine whatever right like and she is like just spitefully determined to lose her virginity to Luke. Yeah, literally out of spite. Yeah, Wild. and don't get me wrong, like spite fucking can be fun, and, and and definitely can like fuel some great experiences. But I don't think you want it to be your first. No, no I don't one think wants so. it to be their first, and I know no one's first time is ever what they think it should be. Right. Like TMI, my first was with someone I met four hours prior to Denny's. That's a completely yeah. different story. That is a whole different story. Oh, I'm not even remotely talking about my first No, time. no, no. But like, that's the thing is like, they go there and like, they're getting hot and heavy. Yep. And he's like, are you sure about this? Are you okay? She goes, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm with okay. all the enthusiasm of like of Marissa, someone Cooper. going to the gallows. Right. She doesn't. She and then really... he, and he's like, should I grab a, a condom? She's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, how is, uh <laughs> like, I, the way he said it, that line read, I couldn't tell if it was, like, because I've been in situations where, like, things have been getting hot and heavy, and I, so like, should I grab a condom is, like, the opening line of, like, are we moving are forward? Are we doing this or are we not doing this? But, yeah. like, she had already said that she's okay with everything that's happening, and then he asked, should I grab a condom, as if, like, oh, you want your first time to be, like, the raw dog experience. Um, can I just say. No, thank you. With a dude like Luke. He's probably one of those guys that's like, I just figured you were on birth control. Oh, man. He totally seems yes. like that oh, guy. Oh, no, of course. He would never take personal responsibility. He, if, if a girl got pregnant, be like, babe, why didn't you tell me you weren't on the pill? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, men are like that. Why are men? You hate when men. I hate when we men. We hate when men. Super hate when men. So Sandy finally realizes that maybe he was a dick. Yeah, this maybe whole he kind of spoke out of turn. Um, and so he went to Caleb and he apologized, but still really ends up telling him off again. Yeah, and then and Caleb doubles down about like whatever you're gonna have a lot more time with her anyway. Like right, yeah. And Sandy's just like you know she loves you, she wants to mm-hmm. like he like she loves working for you. She enjoys the challenge, and like you're just mad because she's been able to succeed without and despite you. Right. Like she's been successful on her own. And like, but here's the thing. He's not wrong. No, Kirsten's good at her job. Clearly. She always works. She always seems to be working hard. Even on the spa trip last yeah. episode, she's still like checking her Blackberry for messages. They didn't have black. It's a flip phone. It, well, maybe she a was, Palm pilot. Maybe she, either way, she's checking emails yes. on her phone for business while she's supposed to be. And that's the thing is like, whenever she and her dad talk about business. He is shitting on her choices. Like you went with a different contractor than I had approved. And like, you you know, you also hired a, a new architect without consulting me and then ties that into, you also adopted this kid without me. Like, ugh. yeah, he's not. And great. so Sandy tells him off, but also says like, you need to fucking talk to your daughter because 
she actually is good at what she does. Yeah. And you're just big mad about it. And and, and all this is after he's come to to Kirsten and been like, hey, I'm sorry, I was a dick. And like she was like, do you really hate our life that much? Because That's the way you talked about it seems like you hate our life here and maybe we need to have a bigger conversation. He realizes, oh shit, I did overstep. I thought I was protecting my wife and now she thinks I don't want her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but Caleb does understand that like literally all Kirsten ever wants to do is just have his approval. So he goes to her. They have a heart to heart. They talk about mom. Um, they talk about dead mom, mom and how sad that is. And um, and mom also would have taken in a stray, as dad says. Right. And then she's like, she would have done it to piss you off. Right. Exactly. Um, and and talks about her sister, who nobody can get a hold of because her number is no longer the in first service. Mention of her sister. Yeah. And again, the, you brought this up. This is very much a trope in these like yeah. rich families on TV. There's always that There's, one black sheep family member that doesn't has resented the money or had an addiction that caused them to not be worthy of the money or something. I to this day was this episode written by Eric Bogosian. Holy <laughs> shit! I feel like I'm watching you know, reading Griller or watching Suburbia. What the fuck? To this day, um, my... That's a deep cut for you, Neil. Enjoy. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) um, to this day, my mom still pits my sister and I or tries to pit my sister and I against one another. Um, Unfortunately for her, we are so far apart in age that we're just chill with each other. As yeah, adults. you two are practically completely. You are separate generations. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, like seriously, you are. Like, if I can, like, we're like, we're seven year age difference. Yeah, yeah. So that's that is that's, that's pretty substantial, especially when you're talking about like kids and growth and different maturity levels where you hit yeah. in your life and everything. Mm-hmm. You guys have a grand canyon. Yeah. Between you. Yes. And that and that's not to say anything bad about it. It's no. just like that's just the truth of the matter. Right. But we. It's great because we both get along and you really can't pit one of us against the exactly. other. Like we can be adults together now. Whereas my brother and I, we only had like two and a half years in between us. And plus just boys, guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Uh, sometimes we can't help but give in to those baser instincts. Right. We haven't had like a physical fight since 2006, but man, we fought a lot. Well, and my sister and like, I... We're talking like bruised. We're talking a broken collarbone at one point for one of us. My sister has an X-shaped scar on her forehead from two different fights that we had. Oh, I thought had. you were going to say like she was part of the Manson cult. I was like, wow, she yes. really missed the boat on that one. No, she uh, she has she has an X on her forehead and each slash is a different fight that we had about a year and a half apart. At least you're consistent with your grouping though. Like way to yes. have good aim with, yeah, you know... Well, katana what what weapon were you using <laughs> uh well if you must know <laughs> uh one was uh a shoving her into and to be fair she started all of these fights i know that she'll oh, say differently man. but she started all of these fights but i was always bigger and so i couldn't do anything except for just get her to not be hitting me well and then especially yeah if you're like with the seven year age difference like it, it definitely becomes more of like uh 
it's like a Rottweiler fighting a Chihuahua. It's like if Tyson fights an infant, you know? Right. So I would never hit her, but I would always just be like, you're not hitting me. You're not doing this. And just trying to like pin trying her arms. Trying to defuse. And, yeah. 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 Like trying to pin her arms you behind know, her back. The police and, should be doing. Yeah. You know, that thing. I didn't shoot De-escalation. her. De-escalation. Ever. Of course you didn't shoot her. You're both white. I, n- I never brought a gun to <laughs> to the sister party. No. <laughs> and again, that that was not, that. that's me saying the police disproportionately shoot. Uh, yes persons of, of color more yeah. than, than white people that was not me making any other statement right so um one time was me trying to stop her with my foot so one of the slashes is my toenail um <laughs> you have the iguana toes going huh you got the claws on there yeah uh, no she just fell hard yeah she fell into it is this like when those people go to the emergency room with a champagne bottle at their ass that they just fell on it in the shower or whatever i mean she pretty, fell into your she foot? was running towards me and i had things in my hand and so i and I, but i was sitting down so i held out my foot to stop her i'm dubious at the validity of the story we but. can have her on the podcast and she can tell the story if she even remembers <laughs> it because i think she was three um, wow! Look at you beating up a child. How for shame? Stop, Paige Darcy. It's fine. Um, the other time <laughs> she was trying to hit me, and I pinned her arms behind her back. She was trying to get away from me, and she hit her head on the corner of um one of those like kitchen step stools. Well, like good for you, like using environmental attacks to your advantage. Like <laughs> this is great. So yeah, so that that's her. She she has an X mark scar, and it's from those two instances. Like I'm kind of hoping that we get to see like a Seth and Ryan throwdown, a bro down, if you will. Oh, I... at some point in the show, you've only you. I don't think it. I don't think Seth has it in him. I don't. I've seen it, but like ten years ago is when Man, I watched this show. So like, I don't there's know. There's got to be some point in the four or however many seasons that this are that like these new brothers come to blows like actual brothers at least once. Oh, we'll see. We'll see because I don't remember. But um, yes, back, but in, to, but back the to the show. Um, Gabby feels kind of bad and talks to Ryan about the whole, you know, like Luke and Marissa thing and mm-hmm. everything. And she's like, hey, like, if you like this girl, you should just go but for it. But also she talks about like, man, you look really broken up about this. You yeah. look really fucking sad and depressed. And you know what? I wish I could get that sad about something. Right. I know. So, Gabby's she, so sad and real. She, she, yeah. She's like, a little three-dimensional for this show. A little bit too three-dimensional, and not just in that bikini. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but uh, she, she's just like, I, I I wish that I had someone that I got that sad about. Like, Because yeah. that means that you're really in love. Like, She knows that she is the trophy girlfriend. Oh, yeah. She's fully aware. You know. Uh, and side note, can we talk about the fact that uh, Julie is like totally Speaking wanting to take her place? Oh. She is... Oh yeah, because here's the thing, Jimmy. So when when Julie and her fan and 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 Marissa and whatnot show up at the party, Marissa's like, "Man, why isn't Dad here?" And Julie says, "Someone's like, oh, he couldn't make it or whatever." And then Jimmy shows up, and she's like, "What the hell are you doing here? I told you not to come." Right. Like, ooh, and he has already he gave her the option too we we, we kind of skipped over this when she asked for the divorce yeah because initially she asked for the divorce after he's already given her the option of leaving and she yes. didn't take it he says well, hey here's here's what's going on we can either start over as a family and lose everything right or i don't see you or the kids for eight to ten years yep and, and he says whatever you want to do i will do 
He puts his future in her money-grubbing little fucking hands. Yeah. Bold moves, Jimmy. Yep. But like when you fucked up as bad as Jimmy has, I guess that's kind of the only way to like show that like you know you fucked up. Right. And then in a later scene, she comes in and places the other, the, the little sister, her, her, her riding crop and equestrian helmet on the table and says, yeah. we, had to, we just let her say goodbye to China. That right. horse was her best friend. Like they're they're, they're sh- uh, clearly she has chosen the downsizing route. Right. And uh, can we just talk about the fact that even though we've only seen Caitlin once, we know so much about her sad, sad life. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so bad for her. She's like what maybe twelve, thirteen, maybe at I, most. I think younger than that. Like she, I thought she was at least like at maybe most, eleven. Maybe 10. Yeah, like I, around. She's younger. And it's so sad. Like, I feel so bad for this this girl who clearly has Asperger's and, is, and her parents don't know or something. Like, imagine your mom saying something like that. Like saying, oh, well, we just said goodbye to the family dog. That was Ryan's best friend. How embarrassing would that be? Hey, Nikki was my best friend. And my mom put her down. Like, <gasps> we knew. Oh, here's the thing. She lived a good long life. She was a German Shepherd Black Lab mix I had had from the time when I was four years old to when I was almost 18. She survived a move to a completely different state and multiple other dogs being in and out of the house. But she was like, even though she was the family dog, she was like my dog. You know how like pets will like yes. choose a person? Yes. I was Nikki's person, right? Mm-hmm. And like she was great. She was a wonderful dog. She was a very protective dog and also a very loving dog. She was awesome. But as is known for their breed, like the hip dysplasia came about, right. and, like she was having trouble walking, and eventually she was almost like dragging ass across the ground because her oh. hind legs and her hips there were just so deteriorated. Oh. And so, like, we knew that that was what was going to have to happen. We were going to have to put her down, right? Right. And I had said, like, hey, when you take her, I want to be there. Right. Right. Yeah. And and it was kind of understood that, like, yeah, you know, like you're kind of her person, of course, yeah. And so I was like, don't like, we'll don't wait do anything and, without yeah, me. Yeah. We'll wait for a, for the, you know, the weekend's almost here. We can go after school if it gets that bad, but like, don't do it without me. Right. Like I was like saying goodbye to her every, like I spent the night in the garage with her Aww. because we had picked a day at that point. Right. So I was like, all right, tomorrow's the day. Yeah. And then I come home from school to find out that it's already been done. What because, did your mom say, like, as an excuse for that? Uh, apparently it was to spare me pain. It's wild, the things that people do t- that they think will spare other people pain. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I had a lot of blood tests done as a kid, and I hated them, and my mom knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she just got to the point where she wouldn't tell me that that's where we were going. Oh, She wow. would say that we were running errands. And then I would I would see her take a st- like I would at a it's, certain turn again, it's I like would be like when the dog what? knows that we're not going to the park we're going to the vet yeah no it was exactly like that oh shit um great I, way to engender trust between mother and child man way to strengthen that bond I can't I still can't pull on to to Mill Street without like getting a little panicked <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, even gonna a lie Vietnam flashback every time your heart skips yeah. like several beats yeah even when I know exactly where I'm going. I'm driving myself to get blood tests, like to get blood work done. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, I just pulled onto Mill. <laughs> but uh, again, but it, was, I, it was Nikki's choke chain that became my wallet chain. Oh, we came full circle. We sure did. That's so cute. But yeah, I, so now I just have trust issues. Mm-hmm. 
So now I need to know where yeah. we're going. Where, like, I swear to God, that probably is the basis for my anxiety. Mm. Now, I, now I can finally get onto Talkspace and tell my therapist that I found it. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of coming full circle, everything yeah. comes back around for Marissa and Ryan because Woo! after the talk with Gabby, yeah. Ryan's like, okay, yeah, no, Marissa is the one. And I'm like, going to fight for her. Yeah. And so Luke drops her off at the house yeah. after their session, and she's got uh, that she wild, has... just been fucked hair. Yeah, you said JGF. Oh, J- just yeah, got JGF fucked. or JBF, like just got fucked or just been fucked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's all all messed up. She yeah. just dropped off. Ryan walks up to her at the door, and she turns around, glowers at him with the hatred of a thousand burning suns, and says, "You're too late." She lost her virginity to get back at him. I don't Who know does if that's that? a power move or not. Who does that? I Marissa, don't... clearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been pretty established that she's going through a quote unquote rough time. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it says you're Is too her just... late. Mur. Yeah. And again, I lost it. Yeah, you did. Because I, ugh. You were pissed. Like, if I can say, I hate when girls... That's fair. Sometimes. Yeah. I hate when girls sometimes do. Like, because, you know, you mentioned earlier, like, hey, you know, I had to fall back on this, that, and the other thing because I didn't think I had my looks or whatever. Yeah. And and I've, I'm very vocal about, you know, my looks or lack thereof. Like, from the neck up, I'm okay, but the rest of me is a goddamn slovenly shit show. And, like, even back in the day when I was, you know, however many pounds lighter and maybe was fairly decent looking at least you know like i could pass for like you know an irish seth rogan maybe <laughs> <laughs> like where it's schlubby but still like fuckable <laughs> like i, I <laughs> but like even then there was a there was a girl that i was dating at the time at the time uh, the time <laughs> uh who was not a big fan of people knowing that we were a thing. It's so messed up. And and was very vocal about like, you know, it's bad enough that like I'm roommates with someone else that's in the show that we're doing. Because this was the showmance mm, that kind of got into a thing, right? And for, then, for those people that aren't uh, theater oh, yeah, kids. For our, our non-theater community people. Uh, a showmance is when you get attracted to somebody that you're doing a show with, but it very rarely, if ever extends beyond the end of that show yeah and so here's the thing like it was a showmance but we'd even talked about how like the showmance could be something more like both of us had broached that subject right but at the same time it was like hey don't kiss me when we're out with the cast don't kiss me at rehearsals don't do anything help me fix my computer come keep me company when I'm lonely at night type shit. You know people on the Geek Squad. Come on over. I am the Geek Squad. You are the Brute Squad. <laughs> no, but yeah, exactly. And and then once the show ended, literally like on the day of the Sunday matinee that we were closing, like we had a little morning rendezvous because I'd spent the night that Saturday, right? Right. Went to the show. Mm-hmm. And then at the cast party, she basically says, 
I, I, I kind of it's been fun <laughs> no i talked to her about like i, I kind of brought it up like again i have terrible timing i'll admit that like the cast party when you're all a little tipsy right and celebrating the end of a show oh, and is it's, like so sad but, is not yeah. the fucking time to like no. try and have a serious conversation but like i i had that irish courage in me a couple jmos down and was oh, just buddy. like hey um why are you embarrassed of being seen with me Woo! you went out you just like straight up went with it and and she like she reacted like a summer would like any of these oc girls but basically but at least gave me a reason but like it was the most vapid and 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 self-serving terrible and she goes just goes well who you are on stage and the charisma you have on stage does not like translate to real life at all wow and and basically proved my theory that the idea of dating me is just so much more appealing than the reality wow and basically was just like no that's why i didn't want anyone to know i was dating you because like (gasps) you're you you're not like when you're on stage you're that other character hell yeah you're great and like you know the voice and this that and like the confidence you have as that character fantastic but you have none of that in real life and you're just you and that's kind of not what I'm looking for. Yikes. That's So when I say I hate when girls, that's what I'm that's talking, what about talking about because about. like that's the fair. Summers and Marissas of of the OC right are legion like everywhere. Right. They they're all out there. There's all people that do this and 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 then again like I'm not saying that I wasn't above it like we've all at one point or another leveraged some part of ourselves for our own personal gain i mean that's the human condition yeah 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 but it 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 stings when it's you know something that's gonna like like when it's something that really digs and twists the knife into you right it sucks yeah i mean it sucks because i didn't even know i had something to leverage and she basically told me that i had leverage that i never used and that was unattractive it's it's pretty wild. That's that, a, that, that's, that basically is what was said. And that it's hard for me to like even get my head wrapped around that because I just am not I am not friends with Marissa's or Summers. I'm just those aren't the people that I spend time with. The idea that somebody would be seeing someone and be ashamed to be with them infuriates me. Like I once was friends with someone Uh, A very, very long time ago. It will completely remain anonymous. I'm not going to say the name of this person. Oh, yeah, no. We're not dropping names out here, guys. We're calling out our listeners. Thanks, Neil. (laughs) Thanks, Neil. And thanks, um, Wendy. Wendy's also listening. Oh, Jesse? Wendy. Uh, Wendy and Jesse, though. Didn't Jesse listen as well? Jesse listened to one. Who's to say she's listening to this one? One out of three ain't bad. Right, that's fair. Um, But, like, I'm just not, I'm not friends with those kind of girls. I, so, so yeah, so this, here's the story. So I had a friend once, um, we had just met, we were just getting to know one another. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and we were talking about all of our respective relationships and I was, you know, just like, yeah, you know, I'm married, everything's cool, blah, blah, blah. Um, somebody else was just like, you know, I'm single, I'm cranky about it. And I'm like, I hear that, whatever. Uh, and my other friend is like, yeah, I've been in a relationship with this, with this girl since, um, since we like met at the end of high school maybe and we were all in like our mid-20s at that point and I'm like wow that's a long time like is that 
Like, you know, is that like feeling really successful or like what's going on? Um, and, and the longer that they talked about the relationship, the more I was like, okay, can I stop you for a second? The way that you're talking about this relationship. Sounds like y'all hate each other. Yeah. I was like, you don't like, like I, I apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know we just met. Um, but the facts that you're giving me lead me to believe and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that she is scared to be with anybody else and you don't love her. Because that's what I'm hearing. Ooh. Um, and he broke up with her. And again, <laughs> I, I that perfect summation of Marissa. She is scared to be with anybody else. Yeah. And Luke does not love her. No. He says it in the bedroom. He but says, he I love doesn't. you so much. After he's like caressing the lining of her, her very nice underwear. As you yeah. Out. Very great underwear. Way to go. Costume yeah, team. Victoria doesn't that. have a whole lot of secrets left, but man, that's a good one. That is a good one. That was <laughs> solid. But yeah, I, and, and I said that to him. I was like, uh, you don't, you don't care about her. And don't you want her to have this time when we're in our twenties and we're all fucking hot to find somebody that loves her? Like, that's unfair to her. You're keeping her on a hook because you don't want to be alone. And that's pretty screwed up because you both could find other people right now pretty easily. So I don't. That sounds almost like a whole other can of worms from the whole personal leverage situation. Yeah. I, I, I can see it and I get it. But it was really, I, again, I couldn't be friends with anybody who is a Marissa or a Summer because if they're going to do that, if they're going to like use that kind of leverage or do that kind of that, that's messed up. I can't deal with people using other people like that. And here's the thing is I will allow myself to be used by Marissa, a Summer, a Luke, a Seth, a Ryan, uh, uh, an Anna Stern, a fucking Kirsten, uh, 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 a Sandy, a uh, Gabby, a Caleb, a whomever, <laughs> because I can't stand the thought of people not liking me. Oof. Big oof. So I, I there, there, there's where we are not the same. That's we, yeah, we that, are. That's the other not side the of the tracks rift for this episode. We always do seem to find one every episode. I love it. The 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 Seth and Ryan of it all. Yes, <laughs> I love it. But you know what, Ryan? Hmm. If they secretly love you but don't want to be public about their relationship, where can they follow you on social media? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All my secret admirers out there, I know there's got to be maybe one of you. <laughs> they sure as shit don't listen to this. <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, by all means, at uh, Mad Ryantist on most most socials. Yep. Um, and if you want to make your love public to me, then do it in a public square or follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. um, or TikTok at oh, a- yeah, Page yeah. and Please, Land. Go follow her on TikTok. She wants the followers and she needs less an- anti-Semites showing up oh in her fucking God. mentions. That, you know what's really funny? So uh, our friend Jesse, who we just mentioned, actually sent me um, the stitch that I made this TikTok from in question. And she was like, you should do this. And I'm like, that is funny. I should do that. And so I just did it. And I just did not anticipate so many um i forget sometimes because i have a very very cultivated feed that you ryan have absolutely cultivated for me on tiktok to an extent i i do send you a lot of stuff but i think you browse 
on your own. I'm- also, can we just talk about how terrible it is of us elder millennials sitting here on a barely listened to podcast yeah. talking about TikTok. You know what? TikTok is... I didn't know that there could be more rock bottom, <laughs> but man, if I don't just seem to fucking find it sometimes. Stop it. Here's the thing. <laughs> the second that you stop um, hopping on what's like new and trendy... Oh, totally is the day that you the, Yeah, is the day that you start wildly aging... Um, mm-hmm. you aren't old until you're like, I don't understand that app. I don't like it. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I totally agree with you on this. Uh, but more of a, I think again, this has to do with us in our status as elder millennials and any generation past that, such as you know the the Gen Z and anything that's coming after that. Uh, I don't think I think we are going to be the first generation that keeps up with technology. Because we were raised in that time of just ever changing like so fast from, you know, like my dad's car had an eight track player in it, you know? Yeah. Like we've seen technology grow up rapidly for sure. We had those glass encased like multi-piece hi-fi systems. Yes. The giant, you know, tube TVs that had a pane of glass in front of them. And then moved on to, you know, the laser discs. Right. And, you know, the the VHSs of the world. I remember buying my first DVD player with tip money when I was working at uh, one of the local hotel casinos here. Felt yeah. very, very special. But that's the thing is we have grown with rapidly changing technology. So why would we not be early adopters? And right. that's the problem with, you know, again, we're going wild off the rails with this yeah we are but uh, But to go back to my my original point on this yeah um my tiktok has been so cultivated towards cute animals um funny comedians and like because that's what you like theater people yeah but like i i get the idea that we're the only ones there sometimes because i don't see the other side of it that is the thing social media does kind of form bubbles right yeah so when it's it's made to do that and right. advertising bubbles as well so when i had to delete 30 anti-semitic comments Ugh. i was like oh gosh this is how he won these are the people this is this is how trump got elected oh like the you because you find that bubble like you said and you forget that there's other people out there that don't think like you so here's the thing. That's the danger of social media. If the OC were made today, there would be the rift between Caleb and Kirsten because Caleb would be 100% a Trump voter. 100%. And Kirsten yeah. would be like, you are fucking insane, dad. Yeah. <laughs> it would rip them apart. Ugh. She'd be in Berkeley right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> man. What, a, what? This was a, a wild. This this was a, kind of this a long one, man. Ran a little long. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we 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 went all. Uh, is this like JD a special Paige, double length episode? This is this is a pretty long episode, but you know what? If you like it, awesome. If you're still with us, thank you so much. Yeah, stand by it. Um, please uh, email us at I couldn't help a podcast at gmail Follow us on Facebook at I couldn't help a podcast. Uh, and 
I can't help but pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Woo. Um, so until next time, you guys, we'll try and keep it a little bit shorter then. Um, <laughs> but uh, have a good day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yay.